Welcome to the Everletic Bites Expert Chats Podcast, where we get professional insights from thought leaders in marketing and business communication so you can amplify your campaigns. Our guest today is Kath Pei. Kath lives and breathes email marketing. She is not only a world-renowned speaker and trainer, but practices her art with her boutique consultancy, Holistic Email Marketing, where she is founder and CEO. Regarded as one of the leading authorities in email marketing, she has authored Holistic Email Marketing, a practical philosophy to revolutionize your business and delight your customers, which is available at Amazon. Welcome. It's great to have you here, Kat. Oh, it's fantastic to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me, Karen. Pleasure. There are so many exciting and innovative trends in marketing, but when it comes to email marketing, you often find that marketers get stuck in their archaic ways of doing things because it's always been done this way or everybody else is doing it. Do you feel that email marketers can effectively use a one-size-fits-all approach like this? No. (laughs) Yeah, um, (laughs) I'll expand upon that. So email is evolving and it's been around for a long, long time. And the wonderful thing about it, I think it's actually a good thing that it's evolving because it also means our consumers are evolving and we as a channel Mm. are evolving to actually, you know, provide a a better service to them, right? So that to Mm. me is is the essence of, of what we should be doing with email. So therefore, their expectations need to be met and their expectations are is that we don't deliver a one-size-fits-all solution humans you know in their essence they want to be recognized as individuals we all want to be recognized Mm -hmm. as individuals and so on that basis as email is that incredibly it's the original push channel and so with it being the original push channel it means that we get to do that segmentation that personalization you know one-to-one personalization and we can we can be actually addressing them and their needs based on their behaviors based on, and, and we we can show them that we actually do recognize them to a certain extent you know obviously no one can do that you know from zero to ten immediately and often that is a bit of a journey for you know we as brands to actually undertake but I think mm. that we really, really need to do that because that's what our customers, our consumers, our subscribers are requiring from us. So I think at the end of the day, yeah, the answer is a, a definite no. Yeah, I think people have less patience with generic content nowadays. Like if it's not speaking to my needs, then I'm not, in, I'm not interested. I disengage immediately. That's it. That's it. And, you know, you said in the question also that, you know, marketers do get stuck in archaic ways or this is how we've always done it. That still is happening, obviously. And um, but I think that's happening to a lesser extent. I think most marketers are now realizing mm-hmm. they do need to evolve um, where the actual restrictions are is generally with the company. So maybe it's the tech. Maybe it is the mindset. Maybe it's the, hey, email is working really well. It's delivering the highest return on investment. Why should we change? You know, we're doing okay as mm. is, which is, uh, uh, you know, um, they're just being um, totally okay with the existing story, which I think, again, is they're missing out on a huge trick, you know, satisfying mm. their customers and also delivering more revenue for themselves. So, yeah. 
Yeah, agreed. And what do you think is the most important thing to consider when looking to elevate your email marketing campaigns? Um, I think the most important thing would definitely be to, to focus on the consumer, focus on their needs, focus on the reason why they have subscribed. What have you offered to them as an incentive or is it just as a reason for, for them to subscribe and make sure you deliver to that? You know, if you say you're going to be giving, you know, the latest deals, the best offers, you know, the, the most uh, recent information, whatever it is, you need to make sure that that's what you're delivering. And then again, if you can understand the consumers, if you can start to see what it is that they're consuming and what they're not consuming, start to actually deliver it and personalize it that way. Because at the end of the day, the mm. way I see it is that if we can help our customers, our subscribers, our consumers, our B2B you know, uh, database, if we can help those individuals to achieve their objective, the reason why they've subscribed to you, then we will achieve our objective. So it's really, really simple because traditional marketing and certainly with email marketing has been because it's a push channel, we're going to push out our message. We've got to, you know, shift this product. We need to sell this. We've got a sale. Mm. We're push, push, push. It's all about brand. It's all about us. And this is where there's so much uh, disengagement happening because people don't want that. You know, they don't want their, their, their pro you know, your products sort of shoved down their necks all the time. That's, that's pretty rough. I didn't mean yeah. that, but you know what I mean? Like relentlessly. So yeah, I know what you mean. What, what we yeah. need to do is to, to actually make it more palatable and make it more personal to them and make it more about the actual consumer. Absolutely. And, and that comes, the data, the, the strength of data comes into play there because we need to understand as much as possible about our customers. So we need to be collecting the right data. Correct, correct, yes. Trends are showing that marketers are getting more involved in communicating with customers and not just focusing on acquisition, which is what we're really talking about here. What role do you feel email plays in customer-centric marketing and how can marketers execute this effectively? Okay, so to answer the first part of your question, email plays a central role in customer-centric marketing because we are the original push channel, as I mentioned before. And because of that, there means that, one, we are able to test, right? I've been talking about and teaching on personalization for over 10 years. And, and not just, you know, with the email, but with all the other channels as well. And seriously, it is the easiest channel to be testing and if you're rolling out any form of personalization, any kind of different changes, you need to be testing. Just don't do it and, and you know, fingers crossed, hope for the best. You need to make sure it's delivering the return on investment and, and it's delivering the results that you want, right? And But also, it's the easiest channel to personalize. We have so much data. We can be personalizing in real time, you know. So for me, it's absolutely central to personalization and also going back on the testing it's also the cheapest and the quickest way to be testing and the most cost-effective way so so really really start with email uh, if you're going to do any kind of personalization mm -hmm. strategy how can marketers execute this effectively I've kind of referred to that a little bit but definitely start with a strategy understand that personalization isn't actually a strategy personalization is actually the tactic. The strategy that you want to be achieving with this tactic is actually to be enhancing the customer experience, right? So make sure mm. you start in the right place. 
that's your objective and then the tactic that or one of the tactics you will be doing to achieve that objective is to be using personalization and then of course you'll be having a whole heap of different types what we need to do here is is basically keep your your I'm going to go a little bit into testing, but not too much because I know we don't have much time. But essentially what you need to do is is have your existing type of you know program, your existing strategy, your existing program in place as a control and then roll out your testing strategy for the personalization with the other variants, right? So what you really, really need mm. to do is make sure that you are able to be recording it, you're able to prove the return on investment and it, it all makes sense. We can then see, hey, actually it's delivering an uplift. Our consumers are really, really valuing it and it is effective in, you know, moving products, in getting them to consume content, whatever it is that your actual objective is. Mm, absolutely. I've noticed, uh, and this is why I'm bringing the data elements in, I've had people email me and call me by the wrong name. And I think, you know, if you're going to do personalization, make sure that your data is 100% correct because it can be very damaging for a brand otherwise. Yeah, yeah, it is a tough one. And actually I was having a discussion with some friends the other day and what we were talking about was the dynamic content and how dynamic content, you mm. know, back many, many moons ago, we were all predicting dynamic content's going to be the one. What it basically is, is that dynamic content is fantastic and enables you to personalize. The other way of doing it, of course, is painstakingly creating segments and creating different campaigns for those different mm. segments. But the scary thing is, is, is the unknown. The scary thing is, is all the different variants that the dynamic content will actually be providing it's really, really hard, one, to report, but two, to actually confirm and ensure that they are the right ones, right? Mm. This, again, is, you know, so not only should you be doing A-B split testing, but you definitely need to be doing some validation of the data and making sure you're using the correct data. Yeah, 100% agree with you. Okay, in your book, Holistic Email Marketing, you talk about eight principles to elevate email marketing. And we've spoken a lot about this in, in our whole conversation, but what would you say are the three most important principles to get right for the best results? Okay, so if anyone's got the book there, um, I'm actually going to call them out by what I've actually called them there, so you'll find them easily, right? So the first one I think is definitely strategy comes before tactics and technology. There is a problem with email marketers, and I'm not actually saying it's with email marketers. I think it's with the industry itself because it's very, very technically driven, you know, so we do rely upon technology a lot. And therefore, the amazing mm. vendors uh, such as yourselves are there, you know, to, to help and educate. But of course, vendors tend to educate from the place, the position that they know, which is their technology. And so often a lot of the, mm. the, the lessons that have been taught are actually sort of starting with the technology. And of course, when you start talking technology, you're talking tactics. So I want to take us a step back and start looking at the strategy. 
Mm-hmm. When you're implementing all of your wonderful technology-based features and and a wonderful tactics and everything, they're all singing to the same you know song sheet or hymn sheet. They're all making that that lovely customer journey a seamless one. That we're not just creating these ad hoc programs that don't really relate or, or map back to each other or, you know, there's those disconnects because that's what can happen when you start just purely with technology or with tactics. So if you mm. start with strategy, it's going to make it all work together. Yeah, and we often say technology is not going to fix a broken strategy. And I think that's what the common misconception is. You do need to start, you need to have a sound strategy and you have to have really good messaging and the tech executes it for you. Yes. Absolutely. The tech is amazing. It makes your life easier. It makes you do things, you know, able to do things that you didn't think were possible. So, um, but, but it's only part of the story. It's not the entire, you know, story. So, yeah. The second one is again, referring directly back to the book and, and how I've worded it there is why is email testing produces knowledge to build upon. So we have talked about testing. I'm a huge advocate for A-B split testing. And when I say A-B split testing, I mean A, B, C, D, E, F, right? You don't have to just stick it, you know, leave it to yeah. two variants. But the big takeaway here is, is that you need to be using a hypothesis and that hypothesis is going to allow you to be testing that same hypothesis multiple times using different phrases, different wording, different you know elements and all the rest of it because you're testing a hypothesis. And so that means mm. at the end of the day, you can come up with a statistically confident winner. You can come up with confidence that you've actually found a valid insight into your customers and then you can go and implement that insight and that learning into your future email campaigns and marketing automation campaigns. But not only that, because depending on what the hypothesis is, if it's something about the actual consumers themselves and their motivations and what they like and what they don't like and everything, as opposed to a technical um, feature, what you can do is actually use some of those insights across your other channels as well, your landing pages, your e-commerce site, your PPC, you know, Mm. your ads, your social or all that kind of stuff, because these are valid insights that you have found out about your consumers. And so then you can use mm. them as a starting point for then further testing and refining within your other channels. So I think what's happened today with, with email testing is that we, we tend to do it ad hocly. We tend to just sort of go, okay, this one's the winner, send out the winner, done and dusted. And they haven't really learnt any insights, you know, or, or taken any learnings away. And they're not building upon. I like to look at it as being a, you know, like building blocks. Each time you're doing, mm. uh, you know, uh, uh, an email, you're actually putting all your insights from your last one into this and then testing some more and keep on perpetually refining it so that over the years mm. or over a year, over a period of six months, whatever, you get what's called um, the aggregation of marginal gains. And that just simply means that you have got those building blocks and you're continually incrementally improving. Yeah, I think that's great. It's very helpful. And then the third one, it's not a small one though, so I'm going to try and keep it really, really short. But apply the holistic philosophy throughout the customer journey as it drives long-term results, right? So the holistic philosophy in a nutshell is focusing on the customer and it's focusing on the customer's journey and it's making sure that 
we are using the right channels at the right points, you know, touch points with the customer, and that they're they're all uh, delivering that seamless customer journey. And I mean, that's like I said, it's in a nutshell. It's so much more. It literally taps into every part of email marketing. But just for for today, that will have to suffice. If you want to find more, I don't want to promote the book, but I'm going to have to. You, you'll have to read the book to find do out. It, more. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's something that's so key in communications because a lot of people spend a lot of effort on the acquisition side of things. And then when you become a customer, there's like, okay, there you go. Be, you know, be on your way, use the product. And, and it's so important to keep that communication journey going, like you said. Absolutely. And you know what? That is a problem because I think one of the valuable metrics, again, that's another topic I love to talk about, the, the valuable metrics that often aren't being used or measured uh, is like customer lifetime value. If we were to start doing that, then we're going to understand, wait on, we've paid a lot of money to acquire this customer and we, we want to mm. make sure we're getting our return on investment for, for them. And so we need to be nurturing them. We need to be retaining them. We need to be moving them up mm. so that they're loyal customers. And once they're loyal customers, they're going to be spreading the word. You know, this, this is what it's all about. And this is why email is an amazing tool to be using to do because of that push nature of it. So, you know, this is why mm. I was saying that third point is really talking about it drives long-term results, which is a customer lifetime value. Mm. So, you know, if you're not measuring that, start measuring things like that, um, metrics which are more subscriber-based, but they're long-term subscriber-based because we tend to be in the email, we tend to be very campaign-focused. Or if it's marketing automation, we'll just be program-focused. So start to look beyond mm. that. And, and look at that as, as a whole and on a customer basis. Great, great tips. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been really insightful. My absolute pleasure. Thanks again, Karen. For our listeners, another reminder that you can get your copy of Kath's book, Holistic Email Marketing, A Practical Philosophy to Revolutionize Your Business and Delight Your Customers at Amazon. Until next time. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.